Welcome back to the John Krasinski Show, our Timberwolves and NBA show at talknorth.com. We appreciate you listening. We're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services studio. Thanks to Aquarius Home Services, TSR, Injury Law, All Energy Solar, and yes, the famous John Krasinski Manscaped uh, edition, which you'll hear later in the show. Uh, make sure you move the kids out of the room before you can listen to that. Uh, thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Best way to listen to this show or any show at talknorth.com, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen, and we do appreciate you listening. We've been doing about 401, 402 shows now, uh, and we appreciate everybody who's made this show possible. John, let's get to Team USA, Ant's performance, and what his performance could mean as Team USA starts to prepare for Paris. Uh, first of all, I'm sure the USA team, very disappointed they lost uh, in the, the semifinals and then in the, the bronze medal competition. What do you read into everything you saw in this World Cup from the Team USA? Yeah, Jim, I mean, I, I think that certainly the the event started um, with Team USA looking great, with Anthony Edwards looking great, um, and, and bi- basically kind of a best-case scenario of here's a team that essentially was – you know, the, the B squad, if you will, um, you know, you didn't have the, the creme de la creme of American players over there. No Steph Curry, no care Kevin Durant, no LeBron James, any of those guys, but they still looked to have assembled a formidable team that fit together with Anthony Edwards really kind of emerging as the go-to guy and the guy that kind of came through in crunch time and their offensive spark plug. Um, then, you know, so they piled up a bunch of wins, but and and everything seemed to be going good. But then as the medal round uh, progressed, you started to see a little bit more of the problems and weaknesses with the roster that did emerge, namely that their lack of size and rebounding was a real issue for them. And um, and so. Anthony Edwards continued to play very well, continued to score, rebound, pass, do all, do the things that I think that people were expecting of him and more. But ultimately, when they started to play some better competition against Germany, against Canada in the bronze medal game that they lost, you started to see that there were some inherent weaknesses with this group that were hard for them to overcome. I mean, defensively, they did struggle, uh, especially in the paint and near the rim with Jaron Jackson being in foul trouble so often. And so there were some guys, I think, that had real uh, disappointments with the way they played. Jaron Jackson Jr. at the head of that list. I don't think Jalen Brunson was very good. Um, you know, uh, they, they, Walker Kessler it, it was a young guy that wasn't expected to do a whole lot, but he didn't really kind of give them any presence in the paint. And, and so you know, often it was Anthony Edwards and kind of, and Mikhail Bridges were, and, and Austin Reeves were like the three sort of go-to guys. And there wasn't a whole lot else for them to rely on. And so, um, it was disappointing that they ultimately, uh, did not medal that they fell short, but it does go to show that the game has progressed globally to the point where, the U.S. has to bring its A team, or else it's going to lose. That's just what happens at these things now. Yeah, and I really thought it was interesting from the Timberwolves' perspective that you know what I hear so often from Timberwolves fans is, "My God, they traded away all that those assets 
get Rudy Gobert. And Walker Kessler is absolutely as good as Rudy Gobert. They could have just kept Walker Kessler. And I was like, let's slow down. Walker Kessler had an right. excellent rookie season, but he didn't play the the role that, that Gobert played with the Wolves. He hasn't proven what Gobert has won. He has not been a three-time defensive player of the year. He had a nice rookie season. That's different from being a veteran dominating presence. And here we see Team USA desperate for rebounding and interior defense, and they barely played Walker Kessler. To me, that tells you something about Walker Kessler. Yeah, and and I think there's two things that it says. Um, I, I don't think that it diminishes his long-term uh, outlook and what he can become in this league, but he's not quite there yet. That's okay. He's incredibly young. Um, he sh- has shown a lot of promise and a lot of skill. Um, and, and so the advantage that he provides, if there is one, over Rudy Gobert is he makes, you know, just a fraction of what Rudy Gobert makes from a salary standpoint. And the gap between his salary and Rudy's salary is much wider than the gap between his production and Rudy's production. That said, there is still a gap and a considerable one between Walker Kessler's production and Rudy Gobert's production. Um, and, and so, yeah, he is not, that he is not ready to be that just yet. Maybe he can develop into that. And certainly if he does, that is still going to be a big regret for the Timberwolves over the long term. If he goes that way and Rudy kind of continues uh to to descend, um, because he Rudy did not look very good in the in the World Cup either. So we'll see what happens with him in the in the in the NBA regular season. But yes, the the kind of the hyperventilating over, you know, they didn't even get the best player in the deal is not accurate at all. Certainly not yet. It was much more of a combination of finances and production that, that leads a lot of people to say that the deal shouldn't have been done. Rudy has a lot to prove, I think going into this season. Uh, but, um, the, the efforts to put Walker Kessler in the hall of fame, I think are just a little bit premature. Yeah, well said. And how would you sum up um, Anthony Edwards' total game, total experience over there? I mean, he, he, you know, there's so many times he looked like he just took the game over. Kerr talked about him being the leader of the team. Now that it's over, how do you sum up his experience over there? Yeah, I, I think that it went really, really well for him uh, individually. I am 100% certain that he leaves the Philippines incredibly disappointed that they did not meddle. Um, but I think from a, an experience standpoint, a traveling the world, I was talking to Tim Connolly about this a couple weeks ago now. Um, and you know, one thing that he mentioned that I think has been, you know, overlooked a little bit is Anthony Edwards prior to this experience had not been a guy that had, you know, been all over the globe traveling with basketball or any or anything like that. This was his first real trip. You know, they went to Abu Dhabi, they went um, to Spain, they went to, uh, obviously, to the Philippines, they kind of went all over. And and for him to just kind of experience that part of things and open his eyes to the rest of the world and other cultures and other things like that, I think that's good for personal development. Really, you know, a really important thing for a 22-year-old young man to just kind of broaden his horizons and get out of uh, the, the United States and see other cultures. And so I think that was, um, something that the Timberwolves were 
very much looking forward to him experiencing. But then also from a strictly from a playing standpoint, uh, you did see his game start to evolve and on a team with a lot of players who may not be megawatt superstars, but are up and coming young stars and some of them established all stars. Anthony Edwards was the guy who kind of stepped to the forefront and it was, well, he's clearly the best player on this team. And so I think that is a, just a very encouraging thing to set up this season. Um, I think that being in that environment around Steve Kerr, around Eric Spolstra, around all the coaches that he was with around all those players are good for him. He's going to be in really good shape coming into uh, training camp now that he went through this process and he was able to play in really competitive games. And, and so they ended up losing. Maybe that'll be even a little bit more motivation for him. But um, from an overall experience standpoint, both personally and on the court, I don't think that the Timberwolves could be, you know, any more happy, any, any more encouraged by what they saw from what Anthony Edwards got out of the experience than what he did. Uh, let's get to the future of Team USA as they head to Paris for the uh, for the Olympics and whether Anthony Edwards has any chance of displacing one of the people who we probably assume are going to be on that team. Let's also get to a, an internal move with the Timberwolves and uh, and how Gobert and Cat actually looked in in the uh, World Cup. First, though, we do want to thank Aquarius Home Services. We're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services studio. Also want to thank TSR Injury Law, our longtime sponsor, really our first major sponsor on this show. They've been with us for about most of the 402 episodes we've done. Thanks to Steve Terry. We also want to let you know, all you need to remember, if you're injured, is call 612-TSR-TIME. Call right away. They will help you right away. If they can't help you, they will point you in the right direction. And if they take your case and help you in that way, they will not charge you unless they win your case. And they win a lot of cases. That's why they're a great Minnesota success story. They've grown so much. 612-TSR-TIME is what you need to remember. 612-TSR-TIME. Also, want to let you know, all energy solar panel installations are done right and made easy thanks to more than 14 years of experience in Minnesota and beyond. All Energy Solar is ready to take any solar project from design to installation and everything in between. You can find out more about going solar for your home and or office at allenergysolar.com slash coach, or just go to allenergysolar.com and find out everything you need about need to know about going solar. Now, the world-famous John Krasinski Manscaped ad. Fresh ball fall is upon us, and you need to be in the festive spirit. Light a candle, get some pumpkin spice, and make sure your balls look nice with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. Nature may clear the leaves of their trees, but you'll need Manscaped's help to get you ready for that sweater weather. Get your pants puppies prepared for cuffing season with a trim as refreshing as a fall breeze by going to manscaped.com and using the code ATHLETIC for 20% off plus free shipping. It's time for nice flannels and cozy socks, but we can't fit, forget to trim our balls. By now, you've heard of them, but it's time to join the 9 million men worldwide using Manscaped and get that kit that covers it all, the Performance Package 4.0. It starts with the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer and with advanced skin-safe technology that reduces nicks and cuts to make raking the leaves a lot less painful. Plus, the lawnmower is a technical masterpiece. It has a 7,000 RPM motor, a multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock, 
and a built-in 4000K LED spotlight to help you see parts of your body you haven't looked at in years. Once you've cleared the driveway, the performance package comes in hot with products to cool you down. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner. One to prevent stink and one to clear it up. With the soothing aloe vera formula, move over pumpkin spice. Fresh balls are the smell of the season. Bring in the fall right now and get 20% off and free shipping with the code athletic at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code athletic. So, uh, Barry's, as you said, didn't play great in this World Cup. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you uh, in terms of his preparedness to play for the Wolves this season? Yeah, it's I, I don't know, Jim, because, I, listen, we can't say that we're super encouraged by what we've seen from Anthony Edwards and that he's definitely going to use this as a springboard into the regular season and it's going to be all good because it was largely all good at the World Cup. And then look at Rudy Gobert, who didn't play all that well, and his team really flamed out, and say, "Ah, it doesn't mean anything." You know, it's 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 no big deal at all. It it it's I I do think that that team that he played on certainly underachieved to a huge degree. Rudy was not as dominant as he usually is in international play. What I don't know is what the reasons are for that. Was that a Rudy thing? Was he physically um, slower or or uh, diminished in any way, or was it that you know he didn't have the guards really to take advantage of of him? They didn't really kind of have a good plan for getting him more involved, both offensively and then playing off of him defensively. You know, this is a team that has been together for a long time, so you'd think there would be some continuity there. Um, but uh, but when you look at the results that it was really disappointing and and he did not look like the same player who has dominated international competition in the past so i think there will be a lot of eyes on rudy gobert coming into training camp because you know he start he seemed to start to find a groove with the timberwolves after mike conley arrived and and started to play well and really did have a big contribution to the wolves even making the playoffs at all um, making the play in and then, um, and then, and then going to the playoffs. But, um, there are a lot of people around the league who look at Rudy and say, ah, he's 30, 31 years old. Maybe this is you know, this, the beginning of his decline. And so he is going to come in, uh, with people expecting that we're going to see more of the same and it's going to be up to him and up to the Timberwolves to find ways to continue to make him effective because it can't be a situation where he is even just a, and just a, a mediocre player. Like for what he is making, he needs to be an impactful player, both offensively and defensively. And he didn't look like that for large stretches of the world cup. Um, so I think just everyone's sort of watching it with intrigue and we'll see how, how he looks when he reports at the end of September here. How'd you think Cat looked? I thought he looked really, really good. Um, you know, he looked to be in great shape. Uh, he was letting it fly um, aggressively from the outside and shooting the ball very well. I think that this was a good situation for him to be in um, as just kind of the focal point of a team and let him get a little bit of his mojo back after an injury plagued season. And, and so 
when you're looking at sort of how what you expect from him coming into this camp, um, I, I think that everything that you look at from a physical and mental aspect are the arrows pointing up for Carl Anthony Towns. Um, you know, he felt a lot of love playing for the Dominican Republic. I think it was a very Im- impactful experience on him and his game looked sharp. Um, and so I think he's still got some things that he's going to be working on just from a, um, just from a, a, a sharpness standpoint and, and getting everything back where he needs it to be, um, to get ready for the NBA and playing against stiffer competition. But, um, but to, to see him go bombs away from behind the three point line, I think you're going to want to see that in with the Timberwolves to provide some spacing and it looks like he's prepared very well from a physical and mental standpoint to come into what is a very big season for him and the team. I think that everyone is watching, going to be watching this part of the equation to see, is this something that can stay together long-term or is this something that there's going to be need to be made uh, changes made to the roster going forward to make it sustainable, both from a competitive standpoint and a financial standpoint. So uh, Carl Anthony Towns is aware of all that. He knows it. Um, and it looks like, you know, being in this environment and being competitive and, um, and having, having that kind of workout versus the individual workouts in a gym in LA or something, I think that was good for him to get his juices flowing and get him back into it. And um, I expect him to look really good coming into coming into camp in a month and, and well, just in a couple of weeks now. Maybe the last note of this show, and this is kind of an internal thing, but I'm, I'm intrigued because uh, we have new ownership, you know, kind of moving into uh, into power here. And I'm, so I'm kind of intrigued by their philosophy as much as anything. The, the Timberwolves have hired and links have hired Patrick Reese as their chief communications officer. What does that mean for that staff? And is it an indication that, uh, that Laurie and Rodriguez are bringing their own people in? Well, so this is a newly created position. Um, and, and so it, it's, it's kind of a continued evolution of, the, the the communications department really basically since Gerson Rosas and Bree Bauer were both let go several years ago now. Um, and, and so I think that um, they've been sort of performing some triage in that department as they've responded to that over the last couple of years now. Um, and Sarah Perez and Aaron Freeman have done a great job at, on the basketball side of the operation in terms of the day-to-day communications, the um, working with media, working with players to get things done. Um, they've, they've really, they've really been doing really well, especially in, in kind of adverse situations. But um, I think that there was a recognition that they need help. Um, and that Patrick Reese is an experienced guy. He's worked for uh, Madison square garden, uh, he's really well thought of, actually. Um, I know some people in Knicks media who speak highly of him, and people in Knicks media don't speak highly of anyone in the Knicks organization. That's so, good point. Um, so, so he's well known there. He worked for the Sixers as well. He's got deep ties within the league, and he's going to be sort of more of an overseer of the Timberwolves and the Lynx 
um, and from a communication standpoint, kind of big picture vision setting, those types of things. Sarah and Aaron continue to do the job and Derek um, continue to do the, do the job that they do. Danielle Lund on, on the corporate communication side will continue that. Um, Abby with the links as well. So none of that is changing, but they're just going to have more of a C-suite level um, super experienced uh, person to help them uh, in their day-to-day, but also kind of look at the bigger picture in terms of helping, I think, raise the profile nationally of this organization. And obviously the thing that will help that more than anything is success on the court. But I think that having someone of Patrick's experience and relationships certainly will help that. And and I do think it's another um, indication of Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez continuing to try to shape things the way that they want to do it um, as they keep going forward here and, and get closer to completing their, their acquisition of the team. I do know that they were both involved in the interview process. Um, I think Alex Rodriguez even, you know, was had some other candidates over at his house for kind of one-on-one interviews and things like that. So um, that all just tells you that they continue to be very involved here and, and kind of shaping, you know, making some changes and shaping things the way that they see fit so that once the transfer of power happens, it's a very smooth thing. They have Tim Connolly in place. Patrick Reese is in place. There's all sorts of uh, things that are sort of lining up here that um, should allow that transition to be as smooth as possible. We can talk more about the ownership transition in future episodes today. Let's just congratulate Cheryl Reeve. Uh, She brought a rebuilding team into the playoffs, and she also gave us one of the all-time rants ever, you know, maybe the best Minnesota sports rant since uh, since Jerry Burns uh, after they got they got beat by a bad Indiana team on on Sunday they are going to the playoffs the sixth seed they did start the season zero and six and still made the playoffs so uh, it's a mixed bag they uh, they 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 lost their last games of the season they lost a chance to be a fourth or a fifth seed but overall given the state of their roster I actually thought I was pretty impressed by what they did but Cheryl really lit into her team yesterday and it was it was fabulous to listen to. She doesn't, she, here's what you can say about Cheryl Reeve is, um, she does things absolutely her way and it has been incredibly successful for a very long time, including this season when it started with, Hey, maybe you should tank for Caitlin Clark. Maybe you should tank for Paige Beckers, you know, something like that. Um, and, and, and some of those conversations and certainly when they're on six, you're like, okay, this is this is the year and how is Cheryl Reeve going at this hyper competitive, you know, let's win and win every game type of a coach going to handle that type of a season. Well, it turns out she didn't handle it. She helped turn that team around and get them to the playoffs, which was a, a great achievement. But, um, you know, she's also not going to be simply just satisfied with making the playoffs. And, uh, you can see that, the closer that she gets to having some success, the more she kind of is pushing her team to not settle. And um, the candor with which she speaks um, is refreshing. And sometimes I wonder just like how often a player wants to hear that. But clearly with all of the games she's won, all the championships she's won, she knows 
exactly when to push that button and when not to, but amazing when she cuts open a vein and 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 lets it fly because she spares no one um, in those in those situations, and she sure sure didn't coming after the Indiana game. No, that's exactly right. All right, hey, thanks to everyone who listens. We appreciate it. Thanks again to Aquarius Home Services, TS Law, All Energy Solar, and Manscaped. Thanks to John and Brandon. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.